0: Uh, okay, good afternoon everyone shum Aleikam Bruhma Bam to the Shimru International Shabbos Learning Program. Um, this week we're going to be learning the malacha of Hatsoivai dying. Now don't get scared. Please everyone stay alive. Okay, dying we're talking about Svia, coloring something. Um, and that is the fifteenth malacha. And uh, this was a very important malacha in the Mishkan as uh, many of the uh, malachais were in preparation for the malacha of dyeing. In fact, the first 11 malachais were all used in preparation of dyeing. Once the dye was produced by cooking the herbs and they cleaned the wool and they combed the wool and the, the wool was ready to go. And they would use this wool to uh, for the curtains in the Mishkan. Now, let's get the Av Malacha, the Taldah, and the Isurei Drabana. The Av Malacha, the Rambam writes, In Mishnah Torah, Helcha Shabbos, Parak Yod Gimel, one who colors a thread that is four tfachim long, or any material that is large enough to produce a thread which is four tfachim long, one would be Chayiv on Shabbos. So that is the uh, Av Malacha, to dye, to color a thread that is four tfachim long. The tolda, the Rambam writes, is one who creates a dai. Um, that's a tolda of tzvi'ah. So uh, the Rambam says, one who creates the dye, That is a offshore that's a derivative of dying. The chayiv, and one would be chayiv, a biblical violation on Shabbos. For example, here are some things, they might sound archaic, but you'll get the gist. Shenosan if you put gallnut juice into vitriol until the whole mixture turns black, so you're producing dye. Or let's say you put isotis uh, into mekarkum, which is saffron water, and everything turns green. So basically, the production of the dye itself is a tolda and is also an isr Okay, what is an iser drabana? The Ramam says one is not chayiv until he colors something and he dyes something in a permanent manner. However, if it's not permanent at all, for example, if let's say a woman puts red clay on her face or vermilion vermilion on uh, iron or metal and you dye it, it's your potter. So unless it's uh, permanent, now we're going to see permanent is going to be halachically rather unpermanent. As we're going to see, permanent means uh, maybe it will only last for Shabbos. So, if you, uh, color something with a, um, temporary dye, you're patashare atama aviroi lashatoi. Because you're removing it for its time, enoid and you're not dying at all. In other words, you could remove it immediately, and it doesn't color at all. So anything that's not permanent is only an iser D'Rabanan. As we mentioned, the iser of tzviyah was used in the mishkan in the production of the curtains, of the Mishka. Now let's talk about probably the most uh, common application of the Malach of Tzvia, and that is the uh, makeup. That's makeup. The Rambam, the Gemara says, V'chein hoya Reb Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Mishum Reb Elazar, Isha le'taver sra'ka panam neishot sevas. A woman is now to put a rouge on her face because she's dying. Now, is that Isra dairaisa or Isra dairabanan? For a woman to put the rouge on her face. Is that dairaisa or is that Dirabanan? Says the holy Rambam that me is an lafikach, leisha, lahavir, srak, al-paneha. Therefore, it is prohibited for a person, for a woman to put the rouge on her face. The Rambam doesn't say she's chayiv, the Rambam says Oser. Apparently, the Rambam holds that because this makeup is not permanent, it is not a Nisr Dai it's only a Nisr As the Rambam himself said, that any time you color, you're not chayiv until it's a sevaha miskayim. But if it's enoy miskayim, so then you are not chayiv. Okay, that's the sheet of the Rambam. Makeup which is not permanent is only nisr because it is Eno miskayim. Comes a Chayodim a has a gavaldiga kasha. The Gemara in Shabbos, Andaf, And Daf Ayin and going on to Ayin and Beis, wants to know what is the melach of shechita. Raise your hand if you're a shoychet, which would require you to come out of Zoom hiding. So I'm assuming that uh, almost everyone on the shir are shoychdim, since nobody's denying the fact. Okay, now that we established that definitively that you uh, you guys are all shoychdim, is there an iser to do shchita on Shabbos? And the answer is yes. Why? Rav says you're dying. Shmuel says you're killing. So the Gemara asks, Rav says you're dying and you're not killing. So the Gemara says, Rav says you're dying and killing. You're coloring and you're killing. What exactly are you coloring? So Rav said, let me explain so that later generations don't come and laugh at me. When somebody shechs, he wants the neck area of the animal to be colored so that people know, come and uh, they could buy meat. So the the one who shechs is pleased that the base hashkita, the area of the neck, should be colored so that people know and they could buy meat. Now that coloring around the base Hashrita, is that temporary or is that permanent? The Chayadim says that's clearly temporary. It's not going to remain uh, dyed and colored forever. And even though it's temporary, Rav holds your Chayev. So why does the Rambam say that if somebody puts on makeup, you're not Chayev because the makeup is temporary? You don't need permanent. We see from Rav's opinion that when you Shecht on Shabbos, your Chayev for dying. That you don't need a permanent dye, it's enough to have a temporary dye. In other words, the Rambam does not seem to be consistent with Rav, to which the Chaye Adam says that's true because the Rambam Paschim is like Shmuel. That you're not Chayev for dyeing the Beis hashkita because you're only Chayev if you dye and color something permanently, not if you uh, color something temporarily. However, the smag seems to hold that even if you dye something temporarily, you are chayiv. The Beis Yosef quotes the smag. The smag says that according to Rav, you're chayiv for shaychet, for dying, And we know that a woman also cannot dye her face because that is coloring. In all of these cases, you are chayiv because you want it. You want there to be a coloration. Ooh, that implies that the smag is paskining like Shmuel. Excuse me, that the smag is pasquining like Rav. That you are chayiv for coloring, even if it's not permanent. However, let's let's for all uh, intents and purposes, let's say we paskin like Shmuel. Let's say we pasken like Shmuel that you're only chayiv for dying if something is permanent. What is the definition of permanent? The Mishaburah says, permanent is if the die lasts longer than Shabbos, then you're chayiv. Longer than Shabbos is considered um, permanent. The Menchaz holds that as long as die lasts a significant amount of time, that's permanent. And therefore he wonders why you are not Chayev, why a woman is not Chayif for putting the rouge on her face. He doesn't agree with the Chayi Adam that the reason why she's not Chayim is because we paskin like Shmuel that it has to be permanent. That's called permanent. 36 hours is permanent. 3 days is permanent. Permanent doesn't mean a permanent marker that's never going to come out. Permanent means a nice amount of time. A couple of days is permanent. And therefore the Minchas Chinuch asks, why is a woman not Chayev for uh, putting on makeup. Now again, she cannot put on makeup regardless. It would be an Iser D'Rabana. And the question is, is it an Iser And the Chayodam said, it's not an Iser because we paskin and it has to be permanent. So the, the Menchah Schenuchah asks, it is permanent. That's permanent. Uh, something lasting for a couple of days is permanent. So this holy, these holy Hilcha Shabbos sheets produced by Rabbi Brett and the Shimru team bring an interesting chiddush of Rav Karp in Hilchois Shabbos V'Shabos. And he says that the definition of permanent means that it cannot be removed without a trace of it remaining. However, um, rouge you could take it off and there'll be no trace of it at all. That by very definition is not permanent. Something that could be removed without any trace, without any remnant, is by definition not permanent, and that is the reason why for a woman it would not be an da da'iraisa to put on the rouge, it would only be an drabanan. Now let's bring up the following uh, subject. This is very interesting. The Beis Yosef quotes the Shibali about regarding the following scenario um, regarding saffron, Karkoim, do you have to worry that your karkoim may die, may get colored? I'll explain what I mean. There is a very important comment of the Sefer Yurayim. That he says it's not the derech to color food. <clears throat> and the ureim says as follows. Raise your hand if you eat strawberries. Now I'll tell you a little halach about strawberries. Strawberries have problems with Bugs. So in order to eat strawberries, you got to cut off the stem and soak them in soap water. You agitate them and then they're pretty much good to go. You say you never heard that before? That's because you don't live in America. In America, we know these things about bugs. They're very into bugs in America. Maybe we just have more of them. Somebody has a shila? I'm I'm not good with the questions of uh, someone's raising their hand maybe. I don't know how to do that. So, if you have a question, I guess just call it out because I don't know how to take it. Um, but, uh, so you, you agitate your strawberries in this way, according to the Vadhara Bonham here in New York, you'll be able to eat your strawberries. Fine. Now your hands are red. They're red like anything. Or blueberries. Don't take your red, your strawberry or blueberried hands and wipe them on your nice white shirt. You see my nice white shirt? don't i if i eat strawberries i can't put on my shirt nor can you by the way if you eat strawberries don't put your hands on my shirt either now because that will be dying you're going to be coloring the cl- the item of clothing however and therefore if somebody's bleeding don't wipe it off on your clothing that's also dying but if you have bread and you want to color your bread strawberry colored you have a kid he's not going to eat anything you tell him oh you want to you want strawberry bread? He says, what? Yeah, and you take a strawberry and you rub it on the bread. No problem. Because it's not the derech to color food. And uh, so basically the Shibala Leket and the Sefi Yireim say, EIN Tsvia B'Oichlen O'Mashkem And therefore the Shulchan Aruch Paschum to put saffron in a dish and we'll color it. It's not a problem. EIN Tzvi'ah B'Oichlen Mishnaburah says, could you pour red wine into white wine? Why? You want to make it look red. It's more appetizing. Uh, the red color of wine is a much more attractive color. It's apostolic even in Mishlei al tira yayin ed um So you want to pour red wine into white wine, you could do it, even if you intend to color it. However, um, so that's the opinion of the Bura and the Shulchan Aruch writes as well. Again, if your hands are dirty... Uh, are red or blue, don't wipe it on your shirt, but you're allowed to color food. However, the Ramah is even more mekel. The Ramah says, the same way you could color food, you could color your white shirt. If you have strawberry-filled hands, you could wipe it on your shirt. You know why? That's not called dyeing. That's called dirtying. The Darche Moshe says, the Cholze lichluch, and uh, it's not soivea. How do we paskin? We paskin that you could be you could rely on this opinion if there it's not uh if there's no other Eitzah. in other words let's say you have uh you're you're on your way to shul and your hands are full of strawberries and you don't know what to do because uh it's not going to be good you're going to walk into shul with red hands they're going to think you I don't know what you did to your kids you know it's not going to be good so you want your hands to be clean so what could you do? So don't wipe it on your shirt, but uh, wipe it on the shirt of the guy sitting next to you, obviously. No, I'm just joking. Um, by the way, I hope you get my dry humor. Some people take me very seriously, and that could be a problem. So only listen to my halacha, but if I have any jokes, don't use that halacha l'maysa. But let's say your friend, you ask your friend, would you mind if I wipe my strawberry hands on your shirt, and your friend is not going to Mincha, he already daven mincha earlier, and he have no paper towels, then if you have no other etzah, it's not considered dyeing, it would be considered dirtying. However, there's another kula. What if, uh, can I wipe my strawberry hands on a paper towel or a cloth? And the answer is that you for sure could do. Because that dyeing only applies to material that would usually be dyed, like the clothing. But most people don't spend their time dyeing paper towels. And if you do, then you could see me uh, privately and we could try to work out that issue that you have. But most people do not dye paper towels and therefore it would be permitted to wipe your strawberry or blueberryed hands on the paper towel. Okay, so now we're going to talk about uh, the main uh, application today. And that is um, sunbathing on Shabbos. Basically, you've been hiding out in the winter... In your house, because of the COVID, you have no color, and you want to take in some sun, obviously you're going to spend the time learning um, whatever you learn. I could recommend have a lot of good things to learn on Shabbos. You want to sunbathe on Shabbos. Or, uh, we're going to discuss photochromic glasses. What are photochromic glasses? So here on the sheets, they give us a very nice scientific uh, explanation for how to skin tan. So I'm going to tell you my uh simple oversimplified uh explanation and we can read inside. Basically, you have things in your sun that help you block out the sun and the ultraviolet rays and they become dark to help you block your su- uh, protect your sun to pr- protect your skin, excuse me. So but here in the Holy Shimru booklet it says melanin is a natural pigment produced by cells called melanocytes in a process called melanogenesis. Melanocytes produce two types of melanin, femelanin and eumelanin, which are either red or very dark brown. Melanin protects the body by absorbing ultraviolet radiation. Um, Excessive UV radiation causes sunburn along with other direct and indirect DNA damage to the skin. And the body naturally combats and seeks to repair the damage and protect the skin by creating and releasing further melanin in the skin cells. Okay, with the production of melanin, the skin darkens. The same thing with uh, photochromic lenses. Basically, there's some kind of molecules in the lens that when the sun comes out, they uh, they become sunglasses and when you're indoors they're clear. So the question in both of these cases is this dying. Is this going to be like dying the curtains of the Mishkan? I'm dying the curtains of the Mishkan. I'm uh, I'm going lying outside. I'm a Caucasian uh, Individual And then by after an hour, I look like uh, I uh, come from uh, a country closer to the equator. Am I allowed to do that? I'm coloring my skin. The same thing with photo, uh, photochromic lenses. Am I, is that considered coloring the lens? Now, this shy law hinges on the following issue. Number one, for something to be dyeing, do you need to use an external source of color? A colour, do you need to use something which is a colouring agent? A dye, a strawberry, something that has colour to it. In this case, you're not there is no external colouring agent. You're not putting a colouring agent into the item you're colouring. Also, are you really coloring the item in the case of sunbathing or the photochromic lens? And even more important, are you even doing anything? So, the Reb Falk in the Machaze Eliyahu, he writes as follows, I'm not completely sure regarding the m'lach of dyeing, whether even without adding dye to the dyed item, or just a chemical process. Basically, you're triggering a chemical process and the item becomes colored. Is this included in the m'lach of dyeing? The Mishnah Bru'ah says, let's say you're not using black shoe polish. Let's say you're just putting oil on the shoes, and the oil, by putting oil on the shoes, it will blacken the shoe and bring out its natural black color. mission Buruh says he can't do that. So Rav says from this Mishnah Buruh we see, the Mishnah Buruh by the way is in Shem and Chavzai in Beis, that is somebody allowed to use clear nail polish or clear lipstick on Shabbos? On the one hand you're not coloring anything. What are you coloring exactly? It's clear. It's clear lipstick. It's clear nail polish. The Rosh Hashanah says you can't do it because even though you're not adding new color, you're enhancing the already natural color. And uh, the Rosh Hashanah says that you also, uh, brings another proof that even if no color is applied, but if you enhance the latent color, it's an issue. What about the following case? Can a woman pinch her cheeks or put dough on her cheeks and then pull it off. Or put cement or plaster on her cheeks and rip it off. She's going to have a nice ruddy color. Is she allowed to do it? The Shulchan Aras says she's not allowed to do it. Why, are they, why is this considered dying? Is it because it changes the color of an item? And in that case, maybe you can't sunbathe or maybe you can't use the photochromic lens? Or is it the dough is enhancing the existing color. Um, and in that case, to sunbathe, maybe that would be permitted. The bottom line is, if and says, you could wear photochromic lenses. He says, you know why you could wear photochromic lenses? Because it's no different than sunbathing. And just like you could sunbathe, you could wear photochromic lenses. And the argument of Shemizaman is, he says, there's no Prohibition of dying. The guy's not doing anything. What's he doing? He's walking in the street. He's sitting outside. It's like a guy who sits out in the sun for an hour and he's sunbathing. What's the guy doing? He's not. Pro- so Rav Zalman seems to say that the reason why you're allowed to sunbathe it's not because you're not providing external color. Where it's not because the item itself is not being colored; it's because you're not doing anything. By the way, he says another reason. Um, as soon as you go back indoors, very soon the color dissipates. So that's not a, that's not permanent. It's quite temporary. So Rosh Hashanah seems to hold that for something to be da- considered dying, you don't need an external colorant. But in this case, sitting or walking in the sun is not actively doing amlach, and therefore it's mutter. And uh, the same would go for coloring the glasses. There's no permanency. You're not doing anything. It is permitted. The Archa Shabbos has a, uh, a different take on this. And the Archa Shabbos says that the reason why you could either sunbathe or use photochromic lenses is because nothing is really changing Certain substances have one color in some locations and a different color in other locations. People are lighter in the shade and darker in the sun. So going in the sun is not coloring. It's like, This is the person's already natural color when he sits in the sun. This is the person's natural color when he sits in the shade. So when you go from one location to the next, you're not coloring. This is how God created a person. That a person... Uh, reflects color A in location A and color B in location B. But there are named, namely the Divirate Meshulam says there's no Eastern sunbathing because uh, it's not considered coloring unless you use an actual coloring agent. Rav Moshe's is it is mutter to use photochromic lenses and it is mutter to sunbathe as well as Rav Shama By the way Um, the Minchas Yitzchak does take issue with the sunbathing, but most paiskim, including Rav Meish and Rav Zalman, allow it. And um, Toiv la'inaim l'rois es HaShemesh It is good for the eyes to see the sun. Rav Miller would say that when you walk outside, you should say Toivim la'oirois Shabara alaykenu Say, why, why are they good? The sun is very good. First of all, the sun uh, produces vitamins that are essential for energy. And the sun kills bacteria on your skin. So, obviously, if you're going to be uh, sitting outside, you're going to be using your time properly. But one would be able to, according to uh, a of halacha, it would be permitted to suntan on Shabbos. And uh, with that, I'm going to wish everyone farewell. If I could uh, take the opportunity, if anybody wants to join um, our uh, special Agba anyway, Oymar live stream, Bonfire share tonight at 8 o'clock, uh, you're welcome to do that, unless you live in one of those countries where it's ready Shabbos for you, so then uh, don't do that. Um, and then, by the way, tonight there's a special uh, Words of Inspiration at the Hatzol that that uh, will be at 11.25 p.m. if you're still up. Okay, thanks everyone for listening and joining. Can you just quickly sure, uh dying Minh Torah because you made a distinction between min I'm sorry, say that again? You can you just summarise what constitutes dying Minhatura? Because you made a distinction from the Rabonum that uh, it's only if it's permanent, you said. Yeah, right, thank you. So uh something which is permanent, which is basically uh lasts. For a little bit more than Shabbos would be the iraisa, but for example, um, you know sometimes kids have like uh, fake ink. They throw ink on your shirt, and then it basically dissipates after a minute. That would not be dying the iraisa. That would be only midrabanon. So anything which is not permanent, what is the definition of permanent? The the mission of says if it lasts a little bit longer than Shabbos, that is permanent. And that would be the Raisa. The Rabbanu would be if it's not permanent. Okay, everyone, have a great day. Thanks for joining. Bracha Vatsacha, Kalta.